Thank you for downloading this free podcast. And also want to take a second to remind you to pick up your copy of Nightmare at Nibbler's. Of course, it's the real life ghost investigation of Greg Nibbler's house available now for your forever copy at funemploymentradio.com slash store. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, I'm just saying there's, there's, you know, I, I appreciate what everyone else is into and I understand that, but at the same time, this is a weird concept. It, it is, is a weird concept, and I have to I have to bring it up. And it's not just a Portland concept. I mean, it's everywhere. It's a national thing. It's a national thing. Maybe I thing. need to get in on this action. Well, maybe not completely national. I mean, I don't see it happening in every like state in the United States of America. Okay. But I think all over the world it's happening. Okay. I, th- I think maybe, maybe I should get in on it. I don't know how good of a hugger I am, though. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A couple of quick things up front. Uh, you may notice if Sarah and I sound different uh, a little bit today, or that this is your first time listening. My voice is very hoarse because I lost it over the weekend. Sarah is quite congested, so she's having issues uh, as well. It's Portland's so, worst, best allergy season ever. <laughs> so just letting you guys know, yeah, that's, that's why we sound this way. Um, also, though, a couple of things coming up for uh, this show. We've got not one, but two special guests that are going to be joining us. The first is going to be this. We're going to have our interview that we had earlier this morning. This was kind of, it was just random. It just happened within a half hour. It was got, just last minute and we were super excited about it. Yeah, we got noticed. We're like, okay, um, you could do a phone interview in a half hour with this person. Do you want to do it? And of course we said yes. And that is with Jimmy Pardo. So Jimmy Pardo was uh, on the show. We, we, we recorded it earlier today. Talked to him about coming to Helium Comedy Club where he's going to be this weekend. So we'll be playing that here in a few. And in addition to that, We've got Amy Miller on the of show. Of course. Who is having her show at Helium Comedy Club tonight. So it's all helium all the time. It's all helium all the time. Uh, but, so Amy's going to be here live in studio with us uh, probably about a half hour or so. And we'll be playing Jimmy before that. But to reference what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, it's, it's something that I noticed because I'd never actually seen the place. And it was during the, uh, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And you've probably read stories about, about this place. And apparently there are other ones, as you said, Sarah. Oh, it's, yeah. They're everywhere. I think this might be the only one. In Portland, though. Okay. I think. Maybe there's underground ones we there don't know about. There could be. There's, this could be a whole underground scene we're not aware of. It's it's a a cuddle place. I didn't. I don't know if I can say the name of the place. It's like it called the Cuddle Palace, or I can't even remember exactly the name. I don't think you name. can call it the name because I don't think you remember what the name is. Okay. Well, may, maybe we can figure well, out what the name is. We've talked about the cuddling thing before, but I don't think either of us had ever seen it. No, I never actually see, cuddle up to uh, – and I'll just say what the name is, cuddle up to me. I mean, they, they're, it's, it's easy to find. It's easy to find. It's a cuddle yeah. house uh, here in Portland where essentially people pay to go in there. And if you go to the website, they have like different people that you can choose from where you you cuddle with someone mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. And it shows one of the main pictures is just this guy spooning this chick. And to me, it just seems like it's – I wonder how many awkward boners you have to deal with so in that kind of situation. So many awkward boners. Because it's, it's like a house of awkward boners. But is it an awkward boner if you know that you're hugging a stranger and they're probably going to get a boner? Like, I wouldn't say it's so awkward per se, just like a... Um, because this isn't... Well, I mean, it's not like it's a, uh, a a bordello or something. No, no. You know, and I know that. I'm not saying there's nothing... There's uh, nothing everything. untoward about it. No, no. But at the same time, how would you... I'm just... 
I'm just thinking it's got to happen a lot. It's got to be like part of the part of the job. Now with the cuddling thing, which I know, yeah, we've talked about a few times on the show, but uh, is it men and women um, that cuddle, or is it just men being cuddled by women? Well, I think are there man cuddlers? I I don't know, and they see, and this is why I was wondering if maybe because if you're paying to get cuddled, and then there's a man cuddler, and he gets an awkward boner. I mean, that's kind of weird. But then again, if you're paying some guy to spoon you. Yeah, but he's probably you know, paying a guy to spoon me. That's where. Yeah, well, then he, where, he might be up. getting said, you know, aroused. Yeah, well, I would think, I would think he would. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but but if that's oh, if you're paying the guy, no, I know if, if I think that's the other way around. Actually, if it was the guy that's being paid, he could probably control that. But if it's a guy going in there, which I, I think predominantly it is mm-hmm. to be to to cuddle a woman. I would think that you would uh, – it, w- it would be hard, difficult to control I'm sorry. I know, okay, wait. Real quick. I'm confused. So yeah. when you go into the cuddle place, mm-hmm. are you paying to be cuddled or are you paying to cuddle someone else? Well, I think it works both ways. You're paying okay. to Okay. Is it like a different price range, do you think? You mean whether you're uh, – Whether you're the, 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 the cuddler the, or the cuddly. The, the inside of the spoon or the outside of the mm-hmm. spoon? Uh, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question whether you're, you have to specialize on that. Okay. I was um, just, I'm not, I'm was not just sure. curious. I'm not sure because I haven't gone in there to do it. Well, you know what we need to do is clearly we have to have you go in there and try it out. I don't know if I could do it. I don't I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'd want to it do it. Would like, what do you do? It would be extremely uncomfortable. You just lay there and let somebody hold you. Or hold them. Or, or hold them. Which I don't think – that doesn't sound right. I don't think you can hold them. You can't. Well, the picture on there seems to show that, that you're the one um, – you're the outside of the spoon on the, on the spoon situation. Well, I think if you you're the backside of the spoon, huh? That's that's my understanding. (laughs) Now I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. It is uh, it is being suggested and noted in the chat that uh, we need to send Kenny B over there. Kenny B would be a good person for that. He'd definitely be perfect. I don't think his girlfriend would be so stoked about it, but uh... yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, again, it's not. It it appears it's not a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, how do you prevent an awkward boner in that situation? Like you're gonna have. It's gonna happen. Are you putting yourself in the situation and fearing an awkward boner? No, I'm not saying I would get one. Um, but I'm saying you know nature takes its course. I, and I think the the people that are going, it's there's just this is just a fact. We don't need to dance around it. It's a house of awkward boners. It's got to be. I think I just realized what our cornhole bet should be. Whoa, no! <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. There it is. That just came into my head right now. Okay. That that can I be the bet. I think I might have realized what our cornhole bet should be. <sighs> For our Tournament of Champions, which, of course, is uh, happening this Sunday, May 17th at the Landmark Saloon. Yes, our Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament. So, um, uh, Of course, brought to you by Pabst Blue Ribbon and Next Adventure. Pabst Blue Ribbon and Next Adventure. Yep, absolutely. They are our fine sponsors of the Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament happening this Sunday, May 17th. And part of what we wanted to talk to everybody about, too, is, you know, we have the teams that are already registered. Um, although, if you're a backup team, pl- again, please check your email because everyone who registered at Fun Employment radio.com slash cornhole hero um uh, you should have gotten an email from us so please check your email and just reply back that you did receive that i would appreciate that a lot um but we're also going to have these side games and sarah and i during halftime of the fun employment radio cornhole tournament are going to engage in a game against each other oh which if you've ever seen us play against each other it's it goes very poorly. We do not play well against each other. It's not. It's no. It's no. It's not fun. It stops being fun and starts being real. Uh, trademark the real world. Yes. It is not 
the most amazing time for either of us. But that being said, which is probably fantastic for everyone, everyone who's going to be witnessing mm-hmm. it. So that's going to be happening at the Cornell tournament. Obviously you don't have to be one of the registered team. We're saying there's tons of other sites. Yeah, it's out. free to attend. So yeah, I mean, just come just, hang out. Please come down and hang out. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Please come down and hang out May 17th. So we're going to play each other in a, in a solo, s- solo match, uh, on uh, at halftime of this thing. All right. So you're saying the loser has to go get cuddled. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of thinking that. Oh, I don't. There are some good suggestions in the chat, though. Uh, Keelan saying that if I win, I get to pick you up and carry you around. No. <laughs> so you'd rather be cuddled than you're picked up and pick carried around. Pick me up and carry me around. Like, little, like you're my little trophy. N- no. Like you're my little nibbler trophy. No, I don't want that. No, you cannot carry me around. That is not something. No, that can't happen. I, I was trying to think of something good that could happen because we'll play one game. Usually when Greg and I play against each other, I don't know, maybe this time it'll, it'll be different. It'll be super fast. But usually it takes us a while because we're pretty evenly matched. Well, we'll have to go quick. So it'll be. So we'll a, play the one game. It's a, it's yeah, a single just one elimination game. for just us. Just one game. Yeah. Only one game. Ooh. All right. I think that might be good. Or we could do something with like the wardrobe where you have well, to wear something for the second half. Okay, let's think about Let's that. brainstorm. We have a couple days to think about it. A couple more shows to brainstorm we'll on. Think about what the penalty is going to be for losing. Okay. It's something we've got we to think say, about. It. I'm just throwing that into the list of maybes. Possibly Maybe you man. having to go and get cuddled. I mean, in, in theory, this should be like a completely innocent, wonderful thing. And I'm sure it is for most people. Uh, not for me. Being touched by strangers is not really something I don't. I, I don't like it either. Like that is actually that's genuinely not something that either of us would really be into. No, which is why it would be a punishment. Which is why I think it would be a punishment. Which is why I brought it up. Ooh, having a stranger like wrap their arms around me while I have to lay there in like a fetal position. Oh or god, something? maybe they're like nuzzling your hair while they're doing it. Oh, gross! No, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, there's. There's there, something. There, there's something there. So, all right, that could be a possibility. But regardless, we will face each other in a solo. This is an additional thing to the Cornhole Tournament, the uh, Cornhole Festival, essentially, that's happening at Landmark Saloon. Sarah and I will play against each other at halftime of the Cornhole Tournament. I feel like we need to, like, start to recruit people for both of our sides. What, have cheering sections? Like, I need to, like, we need to have different colors. Like, I wear, like, a red shirt, you wear a blue shirt, and everyone who shows up wearing, like, a particular color well, no, is supporting that's, us. No, I don't because think Because you the know that everybody would be wearing red shirts. No, I think that's asking too much for everybody to show up in certain supporting colors and clothes. However, we should have, we should have cheering sections. I think we should have cheering Damn it, sections. Damn it, you guys, I need a cheering section. Come over to my <laughs> side. Come over to my side. You know what I'm going to do? Later on in the show, I'm going to tell you why it's awesome to come root for Team Greg. Oh, and I'll tell you why it's awesome to root for Team Sarah. Root for Team Greg, because that's obviously where you want to be. Don't root for Team Greg. Team Greg is a shit apple. No. And, then, and you know what? We have a lot of listeners that are shit apples. If you were a shit apple at any point in your you life, you want people to self-identify as a shit apple just you so they'll cheer on, for you? You want to root on my side. You want to root over there for Team Greg. That's where you want to be. It's going to be, it's going to be a good side. It's where the fun is. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll give our pitches yes, later. Yes, when I hear Team Greg, it just screams fun. Because it is. Of course, I'm, I'm super boring. Boring. Uh-huh. I'm so boring. <laughs> yeah. If you want to take a nap, go on Team Sarah's Greg, side. why don't you explain to us how you live in a converted attic and maybe how you tried to fix your lawnmower I'll tell people again. all about it. You I'll sure will. I'll tell people all about it. Because Greg right. is the exciting one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I guess we're we're coming up to it where we need to play our interview. So let's go ahead and do this again. Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament brought to you by Pabst Blue Ribbon. So happy that they are on board. And Next Adventure.
Razor. Both of them are going to have fantastic prizes. So it's it's and just we'll going to be the best of all things. Plus, we're going to have some of our merch there as well. We will have some merch there. Some giveaways. Giveaways. There's side games. There's all kinds of stuff. So Fun Employment Radio Cornell Tournament brought to you by Pep's Blue Ribbon and Next Adventure at the Landmark Saloon this Sunday, May 17th. All right. Let's go ahead and get to our interview. Jimmy. Pardo is Which, going to be at Helium Comedy Club on Friday, Friday and Saturday, seven thirty and ten p.m. both nights. Also, he's the host. Uh, we didn't mention this before. Uh, of course, you might recognize his name. He's the host of the Never Not Funny podcast, yes. which is uh, you know extremely popular. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Never Not Funny, a fantastic podcast. Also, he's the warm up guy for Conan. So when you go see a live taping of Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien, he's the guy that warms up the crowd beforehand. Which so is that, pretty cool. That's a pretty cool job. That is a pretty sweet job. So he is going to be in town, like we said, Friday and Saturday at Helium. Here he is, Jimmy Pardo on Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're live taping of Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien. He's the guy that warms up the crowd beforehand. Which so is that, pretty cool. That's a pretty cool job. That is a pretty sweet job. So he is going to be in town, like we said, Friday and Saturday at Helium. Here he is, Jimmy Pardo on Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. We are joined now by a man who is going to be in town here in Portland on Friday and Saturday. And you may know him from a few places. His name is <laughs> Jimmy. Places. A couple places. His name is Jimmy Pardo. Hello, Jimmy. Hi. Uh, do we want to? Why, I, boy, that was, I was yelling there. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I, I, I came in hot. I came in hot with that hello. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real scorcher there. Uh, what, uh, what what exciting places do we know me from? I, I'd like to hear. Well, there's, of course, Never Not Funny, which of we know about that. Very popular podcast, award-winning. Award-winning podcast. Award-winning also, and actually, I had a question for you because I, I wanted to see for our listeners who may who may not know you from everything. I saw you uh, on Twitter post that you had just given a talk to second graders yesterday uh, trying to explain yes. what, what you do. I was wondering if you could give us like like an abbreviated version of what that speech is, how you would explain your career to second graders. You know, it's it, it, it was it's small business week at my my son is in second grade and uh, and so it's small business week. They're learning obviously about small businesses, and I figured it would be neat for me to go in and talk about you know how I own a podcast company and you know blah 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 blah. And uh, it turns out that they don't know what a podcast is. They barely know what a comedian is. Um, and then even like when the teacher would ask questions, I just felt like an inarticulate idiot. Like I, I didn't know how to give a speech. I talked for an hour on stage, improvising every night. Yet when it came time to say what I do for a living, I just didn't know how to explain it. And then she kind of was asking me questions that other parents kind of like they knew how to talk about their jobs. <laughs> you know, people that don't talk for a living, like right. know how to explain what they do better than me. And, and so she's like, well, you know, when Emma's mother was here, she explained – you know, uh, you know the pay structure. She explained this. She explained those. Like, oh, those are all very good ideas. Yes, and you know, rather than me floundering around going, so I talk and people listen. That's okay. It was we, awful. We because we own a kind of a, a podcast group here in in Portland, and so we do kind of the same thing on a smaller scale than you. But it's the same kind of thing. Explaining it is so hard to do when you actually sit down and, and try to talk to somebody about it. Somebody who has no idea it about really podcasting. Is. And then I, you know, I tried to broaden a little bit because I realized that, you know, I was, uh, was floundering as they were just staring at me. <laughs> and uh, uh, I thought, you know, well, I'll bring comedy, you know, you know, being a comedian traveling the country. And, and that, that helped a little bit more. Uh, but then it was into, you know, what makes one club better than the other? What, what you know, what, what makes a better comedian? And then 
any answer to that makes me sound like an arrogant a-hole. You know what I mean? Like, that, well, I'm great, and everybody else is, uh, you know, there are other greats as well, but the, anybody you would like certainly are not up to par. Like, everything was bad. Everything broke bad on that thing. Well, yeah, and as Greg was saying, podcasts in general, I mean, not even a podcast network, but the actual you know form of doing a podcast, people are confused when you say radio, but it comes out of the speakers of your computer or your phone. Uh, yeah, the, uh, everybody just seems to think like, yeah, well, it, it, I apologize, I got distracted. Somebody's calling me on my other line, which happens exactly zero times a week. <laughs> um, uh, we so can... the fact that my other phone was ringing, like, cons- uh, confused me and frightened me. Uh, so you're, yeah, basically, sir, what you just said was uh, that people just don't even know how to get a podcast, right? Exactly. A lot of times, I know it's particularly confusing sometimes for some of the some older folks when they don't quite understand exactly how the internets work. Well, you know, I think the problem is, you know, they, and I, this stems from the very beginning that it's called a podcast, and then so everybody thinks you need an iPod to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, like even my dad to this day is like, how's the pod going? The pod doing well? People still listening to the pod? <laughs> like, okay, well, first of all, nobody calls it that. <laughs> and, uh, and yes, they're still listening. <laughs> well, between doing that, I mean, of course, you know, Never Not Funny, which available, nevernotfunny.com and on Earwolf, but also just, just your stand-up. I mean, how have you seen since the popular – you've been doing your show since 2006, I think, your, your podcast. Yeah. Um, how have you seen that just, just with your stand-up? How has that shaped how you perform? As, do you see it's mostly Never Not Funny fans or are there people that know you from other things? I think most, you know, it's interesting. Well, I would say most people in the audience still may not know who I am, but there's always a nice percentage that does know me from the podcast. Um, so, you know, I'm able to be, you know, have a lot more fun on stage knowing that those people are there and supporting. Uh, but then there's a really good number of people, and this is the one that fascinates me, that people will come up to me and say, you're my favorite Doug Loves Movies guest. You're my favorite <laughs> comedy Bang Bang guest. I go, oh, what do you listen to Never Not Funny? Haven't had, haven't had the chance yet. <laughs> haven't had the chance yet. So I, wait a minute, I'm your favorite, and you haven't even looked into listening to my show? <laughs> and haven't had the chance to click the button. you know? But you've come to see me live at a club. Like, or they'll say, you know, I, I can't really afford to subscribe to your uh, – Never Not Funny is my favorite podcast, but I can't subscribe to the Players Club. I can't afford it. But you were able to come to a comedy club and spend that money. Like, so it's, it's very strange how people just can't wrap their heads around the fact that, you know, even on my subscription model, it's, you know, what is it, a buck a week or something stupid like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is interesting how people. I think they're still trying to grasp everything with that. But I mean, well, also that podcasting is a real job to some folks, and like you know, it is nice to get some financial uh, retribution for that. Yes. I, I, by the way, I, 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 there was a horrible comparison of uh, me. I, you know, obviously, I want them to come to the comedy club. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's really get your tickets yeah. right now. Heliumcomedy.com. Uh, yeah, what, just... a, what a horrible businessman I am. Uh, and again, this could be why the children were staring at me yesterday. Uh, so what do you do? You work at like they literally like I, I told them nine different things. I work at Conan. I have a podcast. I travel as a comedian. I host TV shows like they just had no idea. Like even the teachers like had, if she was a cartoon, there'd be stars spinning around her head. That's how confusing it was. <laughs> well, speaking of Conan, actually, this is an announcement that just came out earlier this week, and I'm sure you probably... A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can't probably talk about it too much, but it looks like you just signed a, a new television deal with uh, Conoco. Yeah, I signed a, uh, a development deal, which means, uh, you know, I've, I've been working for Conan for, what, six years now, and, and, and we just did this deal where, you know, I'm going to uh, develop shows and 
And, uh, you know, we did a pilot last year. We did something called uh, the Weekly Awards with Jimmy Pardo, which was kind of a you know, kind of a, like a soup-style show done as an award show. It was a pretty good, uh, pretty good show uh, that got caught up in some corporate nonsense and, and didn't get picked up. Um, and so we did one last year. And so this was kind of like one of those ways of, you know, uh, everybody thought that was such a great project. You know, let's keep Jimmy in the in the Conan family and try to develop more shows with him and see if, you know, we can't find the one that, you know, finally gets uh, picked up. That's fantastic. I mean, congratulations. Yeah, it's great. It was really exciting. You know, I've said it before, uh, without hyperbole, you know, meeting Conan O'Brien and Jeff Ross and Mike Sweeney and all those guys over there at Conan, uh, really is the greatest thing to happen in my career. It's like I finally found the right group of people to be involved with. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. how, how do you balance all your time? I mean, you have the podcast, you're always working with Conan, now you're developing new scripts. I mean, do you, do you still go out and perform at like open mics or do a lot of shows during the week? You know what? I don't. Uh, although I did one this week, which was, uh, it was weird to get back. I, I'm starting to do it more and more because it's, uh, you know, I, 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 remember the, I remember the generation before me, uh, some really, really funny guys that like when I came along and then. The, you know, the, the class right behind me, you know, came in LA, like they kind of got pushed out and they were kind of forgotten about. And I, I was like, I don't want to be that guy. So I'm kind of keeping my feet in there a little bit so that I'm not the guy's like, Oh yeah, I remember Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. He used to do stand up. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> right. So I'm hitting it, uh, every now and then. So, uh, Including uh, this weekend, our friends at uh, Helium Comedy Club here in Portland, Oregon. Indeed, get your tickets Yay! at heliumcomedy.com. <laughs> uh, well, and that's actually a, a good point because a lot of your a lot of your set seems to be interacting with the crowd and doing crowd work. And yes, and I wonder that's to me. And obviously, you would know better. But it, to me, that seems like that would be so risky because what if what kind if you get what if you just get a bad crowd? Well, that happens from time to time, and then luckily enough, I have what I can only describe as a as a B minus act that I can a fall back, back on. <laughs> uh, so you know, I do the. Uh, that's always the. I always like to say that's the best way to know if if, if I'm having fun is the, the the less of my set that we hear. Okay. Um, means that I'm I'm having fun and being in the moment and and uh, but for the, you know I, I'm very lucky these days where. There's enough Never Not Funny fans or Doug Loves Movies on their favorite guest fans uh, <laughs> that come out and support. And so, like, I, there really hasn't been a clunker, uh, clunker in a long time. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm, and Portland is definitely your kind of crowd. I mean, this is, this is, it's a comedy town here, so I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show. HeliumComedy.com. Get your tickets right there to go see Jimmy on Friday and Saturday. Uh, two shows both nights? Two shows both All nights. All right, 7.30 and 10.00. Yeah, it's actually, you know, when people ask me, you know, what are my five favorite clubs in the country, I always mention uh, Helium in Portland. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, I've got a history with uh, with Portland. I uh, haven't been the spokesman for Lloyd Center for a bunch of years. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that. No. I did not know that. No. Oh, yeah, I was, the, I was the spokesman for Lloyd Center <laughs> from, oh, let's call it, I think it was 90... Six to 2001, those five years. No kidding. So what did you do as a spokesman yeah, for Lloyd Center? I was, uh, the, the whole premise was that I, I was Lloyd and this is my mall. <laughs> and I would just I remember those. Oh, that was me. Holy shit. I did. Yeah. I'd never put that together. Wow. You know, it, it, I, I look different. I'm, I, I'm probably, no joke, probably 40 to 45 pounds heavier in those commercials. Um, but they were a great campaign. The, the, the first batch, it was five commercials that we scripted. Well, I didn't script it. The advertising guy, a guy named Matt, who was a really funny guy himself. 
uh, he wrote the, the spots, and we did five, and it was supposed to just be that, like these five commercials, non-union. And they were so successful that then we they brought me back to do a bunch more, and I forget how many we did, but it ended up being almost the way that, they, uh, that Larry David does, Covered Enthusiasm. And by the way, I'm not comparing myself to Larry David when I say that. Right. But they would they would make out these beats like okay it's going to be the half off sale, and they would uh, they're like all right Jimmy we got to hit these three things in this commercial, and then basically they would just follow me around with a camera and we would improvise through the mall or around the mall and then they would edit together these really great commercials and uh, it was great it lasted five years and I loved it that's fantastic holy crap I just looked on YouTube and there is indeed a, a video called Jimmy Pardo is Lloyd. On is, YouTube. It the, uh, is it the food court one? It is the food court one. It indeed is. Yeah, that seems to be the one that uh, survived. Like, all the other ones seem to have disappeared. Uh, but the food court one was, I decided, uh, you know, the, I'm Lloyd, and this is my food court. And then I walk around <laughs> and basically just, uh, you know, what are you having today? I got a table for two over here and some other nonsense. Just It was it was a really great experience. The, the people that ran them all were great. They were on board with me being a jackass. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fun to also then, like, walk around the mall and have people go, hey, it's Lloyd. I'm like, hello, folks. <laughs> like, I literally had to pretend I was that guy. I couldn't go, I'm really just a comedian. My name's Jimmy. I was literally like, I'm Lloyd when I was at that mall. Oh, that's incredible. So, Jimmy, please tell me, are you going to go visit uh, Lloyd Center Mall when you're in town? Just for you know nostalgia? What I, I, for, for some reason, I always do. I don't know what the hell I expect <laughs> to happen. But I do. I always go there. I walk around. Uh, the last time I was there, there was a, uh, I want to say there were like, uh, the mall was having some sort of anniversary. Okay. And uh, there was like a little mini Lloyd Center Museum. And sure enough, there was a huge cardboard stand-up of me in there and like one of the commercials running on a loop. That is that is awesome. Yeah. And I would, uh, to make the other comic laugh, I, uh, I stood next to it for like 10 minutes and nobody knew it was me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. All right, so if you see uh, if you see Jimmy in the mall, you can feel free to call you Lloyd, maybe? Even though, sure, if right. I'm in the mall. <laughs> Only if I'm in the mall. Only in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Well, go get your tickets to go see Jimmy uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, go to all four shows, so just, just make sure you don't miss anything, because obviously each one could be different. And could be. Could be. And uh, JimmyPardo.com, what's the best website uh, for people to go to? NeverNotFunny.com. JimmyPardo.com, and then, of okay. course, uh, you know, at Jimmy Pardo on Twitter, which you alluded to earlier. Awesome. Okay. All right, cool. Perfect. Well, Jimmy, we're looking forward to seeing you this weekend, and thanks so much for taking some time with us. Oh, it's my honor. Thanks for uh, giving me a chance to talk. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi, this is Greg. <laughs> Hi, this. Hi, this is Greg Proops, the specky one from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Not the tall guy, the fat guy, or the black guy. And you're listening to Fun Employment Radio with Greg. And Sarah. I know everybody says that those like neti pot <laughs> things are supposed to be good for you, They're but terrifying. just the name alone terrifies me. Like that that's just not something I can ever do. What is a neti? That's I never even thought exactly. about that. What's a neti and then just somebody what told me. What's a neti and what does it do? Well, well somebody just told me mm-hmm. to pour hot stuff into my orifices. Doesn't sound like a good thing to me. <laughs> Clean out your orifices. Clean out your neti. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, that's a terrible segue into this. Hello everyone. <laughs> Speaking well, of orifices. <laughs> somebody in this room has one. At least. I think she has more than at one. least. More. I think well, we all do. You'll have to come to Helium <laughs> Comedy Club to find out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Miller joining us. Hi. Hello. Hi, Amy. We are all talking about how just after Bridgetown this last week, we're all uh we're all kind of under the weather or have our own ailments going on. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Amy was apologizing because she's tired. She's like, I, I, I hope I don't yawn. And Greg's like, I hope I don't lose my voice. And I'm saying, I hope I don't sneeze. So we're all just batting a thousand right now. Oh, yeah. It was mm. a real doozy of a festival. That was. And I and I got drunk last night like a really smart person. <laughs> just take two days off and get back into it. Yeah. Ugh. You know, you can't stay off for too long. You got to ride it. Yeah. You got to stay warmed up. <laughs> I think two days is a ample enough, an ample amount of time. Pink wine drunk, too. Just Oh, pink wine. I I discovered I was at a, the kickstand show and I discovered they have these peanut butter pretzels. You guys ever had pink wine and peanut butter pretzels? No. I don't even know like what pink wine is. PB and J. That sounds amazing. Well, like a like a white Zinfandel. Oh, okay, that yeah. kind of pink wine. Do you like dip it in the wine, or you're just eating nope. it at the same time? Okay. You just eat one, sip one until you are drunk. <laughs> and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a very classy drunk, though. Yeah, I don't feel classy right now. Oh. <laughs> are you going to start requesting that for your, like your green room writer? Yeah, like, it I'd like be a some special. rosé and uh, peanut butter pretzels. So good. <laughs> that sounds good. I have not tried it. Now, pink wine is another thing, like. Like that, that light wine, I ended up, it just gives me a giant headache, like right away. For, it's like, all I can think of when I'm drinking that is it just gives me flashbacks to like Night Train and, uh, or Boone's and Farm. Ma- Boone's Farm. Mm-hmm. Or oh, Mad Strawberry Dog. Fields, it was delicious. A little Slurricane. Slurricane. <laughs> E40's in town tonight. Yeah. That's not what I'm town? here to plug. Yeah. I saw no shit. that you invited him to your show. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to come to Helium. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever met him before? Um, we've crossed paths. I've never met him. I've bumped into Too Short a few times. Oh, awesome. That's an awesome thing to be able to say. No big yeah. deal. Hell yeah. Too short. yeah. Yeah, he's here. I'm hoping to go tonight after my show. Because, you know, he's got like four opening acts and it's a hip-hop show, so it'll be seven hours long. Yeah, oh, it'll yeah. go until two in the morning. Yeah. Set. yeah. So you can just pop by before, like during the opening acts, you can come see your show. Yeah. And then That's what I think. E-40, I told you. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I when I worked for, just now that we're going on about E-40, I, when I worked at Jam and he came in there, but it was the one day I was out of town, I was so mad because I, I, I missed meeting him. Well, you got was, to meet Lady Gaga. Still, yeah, I so met I met Ice Cube, and that yeah, Lady Gaga. But she wasn't famous at the time. She was just kind of this Cube's weird chick. Good. Ice Cube was cool, um, really nice, real sweaty guy. Very oh, sweaty. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not an iced cube. No, not at all. It was quite <laughs> quite the opposite. I wonder if people describe me as really sweaty because I too am a very sweaty person. Yeah. Oh, I was like, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, to not, an I'm not. I'm not blaming. Extent, uh, like during the summer, like it's just like it. It looks like I've dunked my head and I've never noticed. It's well, you haven't seen me running around in the summer, I don't think, but. Yeah, in life, I am a very sweaty person. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So you'll see it next time and be like, there it is. <laughs> I'll just travel with a towel every time. <laughs> so I have blot your face. <laughs> but you were saying, Amy, you have a show tonight. Yes, yes. I have a Helium show. It's a monthly I'm doing called Stand Up For Yourself. Great name. Thank you. I was so shocked that it wasn't taken. Yeah. Like, it seemed so obvious. And I Googled and Googled because I was like, I don't want to be that jerk that's like, I have a great show name. And mm-hmm. then someone from Minnesota is like, oh, we've been doing this for 10 years. You know? <laughs> right. But I couldn't find anything. Um, so it's a combination. Like, all the comics do a set, a seven-minute set of their jokes. Um, and then we sit down for a little... Little therapy sesh, a little one-on-one, some games, some audience interaction. Um, it's going to be a lot of surprises. Last time was super fun. Last time was the first show, and uh, it was amazing and hilarious. So, how do you do that? How do you prepare to ask the comedians that you have on after you know after they do their set? Like, what kind of questions you're going to do? 
well, how personal it gets. Yeah, yeah. Last time it got pretty personal a couple of times. There were some dark moments. Um, I was really surprised at some of the things that people said. <laughs> I mean, comedians love stage time. So was, <laughs> I feel like like I learned things about my friends last time during the show that they haven't told me in our friendship, mm-hmm. you know. But they said on stage for like wow. a full helium crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so is that how you pick the guests? Is it like, who do I want to find out their inner secrets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also just tried to make like a good and varied line up you know mm-hmm. um obviously of funny people but yeah people i have questions about we'll see i don't i mean susan rice is like a real enigma to me mm-hmm. yeah she's like one of the funniest people here she gets left out a lot i think when people think about portland comics yeah. um because she's just a working comedian you know and yeah. it's not like she's out hanging out with us you know she's older and um and so I think people don't give her a lot of credit. So I'm really interested to sit down with her. So have you written out, a, like, the questions you want to ask her yet? Oh, yeah, just... of course. I'm fully prepared for tonight. <laughs> While you were drinking your pink wine and eating the peanut butter pretzels. Um, I have some ideas of what I want to talk to her about. Um, yeah, and I think it'll lo- a lot of it will be focused on the scene. And yeah. just, like, are you pissed off that you just never get any credit? So you you're going to ask like, the real questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then mm. um, I think he doesn't know this yet. He's not listening, but I I'm gonna do a win a date with Zach Toscani. So if you want, <laughs> if you want to date Zach Toscani and you're like small and boring, you should come tonight. <laughs> and, and you, oh, that is so funny. mildly hate him. That's his type. Um, don't like him too much. Uh, you have to be pretty dismissive. You slightly despise Zach Toscani. You want to go on a date with him tonight? Yeah. If you're too enthusiastic, he's not going to go out with you. Um, so, so he doesn't even know this is going to happen. No, I haven't that's, told that's him. That's fantastic. I think he'll be okay with it though. Well, he has to be because it's going to happen. And then I think I'm going to do a karaoke off with Adam Posse. Have you guys ever seen Adam do karaoke? I don't know if I have. I don't think I have. I've watched wrestling with Adam, but I've never. And I saw how yeah. enthusiastic he was about that. I can't even yeah. imagine with karaoke. He's very good, but I'll be pissed if I lose. <laughs> so it's going to be a, like a karaoke competition. Yeah. Just okay. me and Adam one this song. Is there a specific song? Already. Are you doing the same song? Are you guys picking your own um, songs? We're picking our own songs. I think I have mine picked out. Okay. Oh. We'll see. And it's a about, surprise. And you have two Caitlins. I, I haven't met Caitlin Gill. Caitlin Gill was on Bridgetown. Actually, she can't make it tonight. All right. Never mind. Well, you know what the Caitlin I do know <laughs> is Caitlin Weyerhaeuser, who is amazing. Hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I love that she's girl. She's got some interesting upbringing stories, as we I thought I did. But she, have you heard about her bit about like being raised by actual wolves? Yeah. Like her I, dad like adopted this wolf pack. Huh. Yeah, so that was real. Like no, I heard that's her 100% do that. Real. Okay, I think I heard her do it on and I'm like, oh, that's uh, so at, at open mic or something. She was, she said something about that. But yeah, I was like, that's totally real. Holy shit! Yeah, they just each kid had their own wolf. Oh my god, they're like the Starks or something. I know basically. that sounds like, like, like yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he says uh, at least once a week. God, I want a dire wolf. <laughs> oh, I do want a dire wolf so bad. I know. There you go. There's your one. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to bring up to her next time I see her. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. Hoping to dig deeper into that tonight. <laughs> that's amazing. And this is all for uh, the low, low goddamn price of five dollars. Five bucks. I think it's the only five dollar helium show. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and then Adam Posse. Was on the show. That's what we were just saying. Yep, with the karaoke. Jeff, very funny Jeff Oliver. Jeff cool. Oliver. That is an awesome lineup. Wow. Yeah. This is this is really cool. Thanks. I'm okay. excited. And that's tonight at eight PM. 
Tickets yes. five bucks. Five bucks. You just walk up and buy them. Um, and if you want to participate in stuff, that'd <gasps> That's be what awesome. I was ask. People get shy a little bit. So last time I had to have like some plants, some friend plants in the audience, because you know we took we took advice, we took um, questions like if any audience members needed advice, and we have a lot of prizes to give away: free helium tickets and comedy albums. And we were get, last time we gave out this um, clock signed by Doug Benson that's permanently set to four twenty. Nice. <laughs> like four twenty ish. It's like four twenty two. Because Doug probably said it. <laughs> um, yeah, good stuff to give out. Uh, it should be a weird and interesting it time. It sounds weird and interesting. So when you're hosting it, are you more of like a talk show host or are you more of an actual therapist? A little bit of both. All I'm right. drawing from some combination of Steve Harvey, Wendy Williams, and Ellen. <laughs> All right. And maybe like a little Zach Galifianakis in between two ferns. Beautiful. <laughs> that's that's an interesting combo right there. But I definitely that's have good. a wireless mic and I roam the room. Okay, good. Yeah, that's my favorite part of it. All right. Well, if you know, a lot of people get overwhelmed with so many comedy choices of you know what's happening during the weeks or on the weekends. This is one of those shows that you want to go and check out because this is I a Portland so. special show. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So people, uh, 8 p.m. tonight at Helium Comedy. Yep. And that's, yep, Helium Comedy Club on the and corner of And don't be shy. Hawthorne. Participate. Win a date with Zach. Don't be afraid Tune of Amy. In. She's very, very nice. What, what do they have Thank to do you. to win a date with Zach? Um, now it sounds like I'm interested. What, what do I have to do? No. It, it does what sound. Do, what, well, I already know that I don't have to curious. be too needy, even though now you're sounding a little too needy. <laughs> yeah, you're too needy already. All right, yeah, that's out. That's already out. blowing it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think he's gonna he's gonna pick. He's okay. gonna have to make the decision. Oh, All right, like it force the force his hand a little. Yep. All yeah, right. make it awkward. Cool. Oh, that's and great. Amy, uh, where can people follow you where and find out about all your adventures? Uh, on Twitter, it's just Amy Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And if you're at E40 later tonight, maybe you'll see Amy there too. And if you yes. meet E40, tell him to go and check out Amy's show, all right? Yes, E40, <laughs> please come to my show tonight. <laughs> if you post it on Twitter, we'll retweet it toward him. Thanks. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Amy, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, guys. Yep, get your tickets, heliumcomedy.com. Awesome. All right, we'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Amy Miller, right here on Fun Employment Radio. She is just fantastic. <laughs> she is fantastic. So uh, get your tickets to go see Amy. And, well, basically, you're going to be at Helium, I guess, for the next three days. That's what it was <laughs> for my <know>. show. <laughs> all Helium all the time today. <laughs> um, but, real quick, bringing back that neti pot thing. So, we were talking about that off, off the air and then kind of brought it up for a second. Uh huh. I, I get recommended that all the time because obviously I am stuffed up and I'm, uh, you know, my voice is all messed up. I do up too. Right I now. have friends that but, swear by that thing. Yeah. See, it just doesn't sound like a it good idea to me. It out. It doesn't seem natural. And it's the same thing with the, with the earwax candles because that terrifies me. I don't like messing with I my don't ears. I think those still exist anymore, Craig. Oh, they don't? Do people with stop the ones doing like that? Where you, where you tilt your head and then you have the candle like pull out the. Yeah. And it like goes down all the way to your brain and you like rip it out of there. Yeah. Wait, that sounds, what? Yeah, but the earwax candle, isn't that how it works? Like I thought you, you burned, like you put the candle underneath your ear and it's supposed to melt the wax inside of your ears and have it drip out or something. No, no. That's what I thought it was. No, you like dip the wax into, you pour the hot wax into your ear and then it goes like way down in your ear canal and then you like pull it out and it's supposed to like clean it out. But that's a, that sounds that sounds awful. 
Yeah, everything like every way that we think that it's possible to do that sounds awful. Yeah, just give me some pills. I'm old school. Dude, I just took some pills. I took some of the um, some of the generic like allergy stuff, and mm. it is doing absolutely goddamn nothing except for making me feel even loopier. Oh, you want to have some crazy dreams? The bet, the best. <laughs> I don't. Let me tell I you this. Have crazy dreams. I don't want more. Nyquil. I have never had more messed up, crazy. Uh, feel like I'm on acid dreams than uh, Nyquil. That's why I can't take it anymore. Like, because I used to take that because it does it puts me to sleep uh-huh. but then i i feel like i'm pretty much insane like i'm, I'm living inside of have you ever seen um <laughs> this is kind of an obscure reference well I, I tried to mute your microphone but the blowing the nose came thing came over and i have to explain it now um I'm, all right i'm sorry <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do okay <laughs> have you ever seen the beavis and butthead movie where they oh, where they're in the desert and then they trip lot, out like do and, america or whatever it's yeah, called? yeah and then there's the part where beavis and butthead and, and they go into this because they eat peyote and Rob Zombie illustrated the whole thing. It's just these crazy demons running all over the place and in this swirly world. That's what I feel like when I'm on NyQuil. That's what my dreams are like. That's why I can't do that stuff. I can't. <laughs> but maybe good for you. World. I realize I just spent this whole time telling you how awful it is and then I'm, I'm telling you to go do that. But. Yeah, that's not a bringing endorsement. Hey, live a little. Have some fun. I know. Yeah, there you go. Nobody's going to get that reference. I don't know what why we, I did that. It's like, hi, this is the Old People Podcast. Let's talk about ear candling and uh, I think, Beavis and Butthead. I think even old people, it's Beavis and Butthead. It's I don't Beavis even think butthead. people are going to get that either. People know who Beavis and Butthead are. Oh, no, they know who Beavis and Butthead Maybe. are. But that, that obscure reference from Beavis and Butthead do America, there's a way to relate to everybody on the show. <laughs> this is how we bring people together. That's why everybody loves this show so much is because we we're relatable when I talk about Beavis because and Butthead. Because we talk about the hard topics do, like do Beavis America. and Butthead do America 20 years after its release. <laughs> oh, man. Hello, my friends. Oh, I feel like I haven't done this in forever, Greg. It's been a little I'm while. I'm so excited. You didn't do it much last week. Oh, I know. And so a couple of my stories... Um, are from last week, but I still wanted to do them because we weren't able to talk about them on the show. Mm-hmm. And I know this is obnoxious. Can you t- turn me up just a little? Thank you. It's like you're a psychic. Greg was doing that as I asked. That was amazing. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, out of San Rafael, California. Now, this is a story from today. Uh, so three of Steve Jobs' past business cards were actually put up for auction this past weekend uh, at a private high school in California. Three of his past business cards, all together, at an auction, sold for over ten thousand dollars. Jesus! For three of his business were they cards. for like micro? Or I mean, for uh, Macintosh or? Uh, so it was. Uh, so this guy who bought him, his name is Tim Knowles. He paid uh, ten thousand five hundred dollars for the three cards altogether. Damn. Uh, each one representing a different chapter of Jobs' life. Uh, so used between 1984 and 1990, uh, the cards show the late pioneer's uh, contact information when he was president of uh, NEXT. Okay. Um, as well as the chairman for Apple and Pixar. Wow. Yeah, so this guy paid over $10,000 to what, get these three business cards, which are exactly do- what they are. They're... They're business cards. What do you do with that? You, I saw a picture of it. It's just three framed business cards. Huh. Does anybody want to buy some of my old... Uh, I've got uh, business cards from when I was a uh, uniform salesman. Oh, I have some old... Anybody hot, want some of those? I have some old Hot Talk 1080 KOTK mm. ones. Oh, and I also have the got ones... got some CBS radio ones. I have uh, my cards from Max 910, Talk Radio for Guys, where they go. didn't want to spring for uh, actual business cards for us, so they made us and the game split... Um, business cards. <laughs> oh, that's just that's yeah. Sad. So it, so it had Max Nine Ten Talk Radio for guys and 
the game, like a 1080 the game, wow. on the same business card. And it didn't specify which one you worked for. They just didn't care enough to give us business cards for individual ones. Wow. So I'd always have to be like, oh, you work at the sports station? I'm like, no, I work for talk radio for guys. <laughs> uh, in the live chat, um, Edward has very astutely pointed out, you aren't Steve Jobs. Yes. Oh, I'm waiting to rain on the parade, Edward. Um, well, the opening bid for the cards was $600, so this is uh, well over that. Damn. Yeah. So there you have it. This guy is now the proud owner of three business cards of Steve Jobs. Just says, hold on to everything. Never get rid of anything. Become a hoarder. That's, that's what it is. Whoever this person is, it paid off to be a hoarder. Oh, yeah. Whoever knew Steve Jobs. I'm totally a hoarder. That's why I think like yeah. sometime, someday my treasures, treasures will pay off. Are they all treasures? No. They're maybe not all treasures, but I have some stuff. They'll, but they'll pay off and you won't be able to take advantage of it. Like somewhere down the line, someone will get all of this stuff. Like once you become the cat woman and the cat lady and then, you know. But I'm becoming cat woman? Well, cat lady. Once you become one of the cat ladies, because, you know, that's the path that. We've talked about that. Technically, the path you're on, and I don't don't know if this is going to happen. But when you become the cat lady, and I think in order to be on the, the cats, on the cat lady path, I have to have a cat. It's coming. We all know that it's coming. I think there's a pool somewhere about that. Uh-uh. But when that happens, then somebody else is going to get to take advantage of your treasures, though. Nobody's going to take advantage of my treasures. Somebody might. I like my treasures. All right. Next up, out of Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. A Nebraska woman has uh, now made the news after she filed a seven-page handwritten court brief on her lawsuit that she is now putting up against all homosexuals on behalf of God and his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. This woman, not at all crazy, named Sylvia Driscoll. Sylvia Driscoll, she is 66 years old. Oh. She is a God-fearing Christian woman. That's Sylvia Driscoll <laughs> out of so, Omaha, Nebraska. How does the lawsuit work again? Uh, so she, uh, she, well, she's filing her lawsuit against all homosexuals on mm-hmm. behalf of God on and his son, God. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, Driscoll's seven-page court brief, which is entirely handwritten, describes herself as an ambassador for the plaintiff's God and his son, Jesus Christ. The defendants listed in the lawsuit are, quote, homosexuals, <laughs> noting that the group also is known as aliases. Gay. <laughs> so the brief cites several Bible verses that, of course, Sylvia Driscoll, 66 years old of uh, Omaha, Nebraska, she just sounds painstaking like a lengths to write out. Sounds like a hoot. Uh, so it's, uh, so it defends, uh, the defendants listed in the lawsuits, yeah, homosexuals, the brief cites several Bible verses and argues that, quote, homosexuality is a sin. And that they, the homosexuals, know that is a sin to live a life of homosexuality. Why else would they have been hiding in the closet? This is what uh, Sylvia Drix, uh, Driscoll hand wrote. To How exhausting that this woman has spent this many years of her life. She's 66, mm-hmm. and she spent that much of her life worrying about... Sylvia Driscoll then continues to go on citing Bible uh, verses, and she uh, also cites the Bible um, of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah as evidence of God's distaste for immoral behavior. Oh, wow. Uh, the Just like that... <laughs> Just like that bitch Laura that I used to know in college, and we messed around a little bit, and then she wouldn't talk to me anymore. Fucking Laura. Uh, I was the, just testing her. The ball of fun Sylvia Driscoll goes on to say, I never thought that I would see a day in which our great nation or our own great state of Nebraska would become so compliant <laughs> to the complicity of some other people's lewd behavior. Why are judges passing laws so sinners can break religious and moral laws? With all, will all the judges of this nation judge God to be a liar? Now, of course, as crazy people do, 
Who do you think is Driscoll's lawyer? Who do you think is representing um, her? Last name Driscoll. First name Sylvia. That is so... Uh, I can't believe you guessed that. Yes. And I, uh, in the court proceedings, Sylvia Driscoll is representing herself good, good. in the lawsuit. Wow. Does, <laughs> does she actually get... Now, a judge has to decide, right, whether this can go oh, sure. forward. I would pay pay-per-view, like, American money to watch Sylvia Driscoll read oh. her handwritten seven-page brief. That's... It's it would be amazing. That's why I kind of uh, I kind of want to interview her just to get to get her story. Because you know, she on wants behalf to, of God, she wants to try and quash the liberal agenda here in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, well, Sylvia you know, might be. We all know that gay soldiers try to take Christmas away from children. Oh my and we're, God, we're all well everybody aware of that. knows that. I mean, that's just that's just a, a God given fact. Uh huh. You know, so I'm glad someone's standing up here for this. Yes. What a what a whack job! That's I I would love to interview. Oh God, her. I know you would. I wouldn't. Well, we'll because there, she's we'll the kind there. you could just dance circles around, calling her an idiot, and she would and she never really under, no, she wouldn't understand. Mm. I just want to read all seven pages. Yeah, I'm not lying. I just I want to now, read Sylvia, all that says, Sylvia right, has to offer. Right here, the gays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. That's what's happening. And I, I understand that that's probably not a Nebraska accent, but that's the way I picture. No, that's the no. way I picture Sylvia talking. No offense meant to Nebraska. No, no, just not offense at all. towards Sylvia Driscoll. Sylvia Driscoll, sixty-six years young. Um, this headline is from last week, but it made me laugh. True headline reads: Abstinence-only Texas high school has been hit by an enormous chlamydia outbreak. <laughs> One in 15 students at an abstinence-only Texas high school has been affected by chlamydia. How many students at this high school? I don't know, but one in 15. So that means out of... I mean, is it like a 30-person high school? Abstinence-only high school. Um, it doesn't How say... do you enforce that? Well, How do you prove that? Well, because they don't teach uh, sex ed there. <laughs> that's that's what they mean by abstinence only. That's so what they mean by that? Abstinence only Wait, only, so you can't pre- learn- only teaches... That safe sex is no sex. That's basically it. It doesn't teach you about condoms. Doesn't teach you about uh, STDs. About pregnancy. The only thing it says abstinence only means that it just tells you to not have sex. Wow. So this is an abstinence only Texas high school. Uh, Not working so well. One in fifteen students has been affected by chlamydia. Uh, So, which has forced administrators to send warning notes home to parents about the chlamydia outbreak. Uh, District officials uh, said that the Crane Independent School District has seen over twenty cases. So if you can do the math, I'm sure you can figure out what it is. Over 20 cases of the sexually transmitted disease in its high school. Uh, So it is estimated that 1 in 15 students has contracted chlamydia from sexual activity because they were never taught any better. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, So the high school offers a three-day sexual education course uh, once a year that its main emphasis is just abstinence. So it doesn't offer a curriculum in human sexuality, but it does promote not having sex. (laughs) Which seems to work really well. We're going to well. teach you about all about how it works, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't do it. Here's how you do it, though. All right. Uh, the school's health advisory committee uh, has met to discuss the outbreak and formulate a response, which will be um, which will be presented to the school board on May 19th. So they're going to try and figure out whether or not they need to start teaching about, about other things besides... The abstinence, like, you know, contracting the chlamydia. Wow. They need, she, they need to team up with Sylvia Driscoll. <laughs> Sylvia can educate them all. That's a super group right there. (laughs) Sylvia Driscoll. Sylvia Driscoll and the Chlamydia Outbreak. I don't know. Is that the name of her band? 
Yeah, he could be. All right, so this is title. from last week. So if you're my friend on uh, on the internets, which of course you should be, I'm Sarah still in it, Facebook and Twitter and what have you. I posted about this last week, but we never talked about it on the show. Okay. And I just wanted to make sure that people were aware, especially you, Greg, uh-huh. because this is beneficial to to men. Okay. Which is a pretty cool thing. Okay. Greg, it is now being said that beer bellies are in fact in. What are you implying that to me? I'm not I don't saying have you a have beer a beer belly. belly, but I'm saying like six packs and bulging biceps and having you know zero percent body fat is out. Are you are you body shaming me? I'm not body shaming you. I'm, I'm, body I'm not exactly sure you. if you are because I wouldn't be able to identify it if you were. But I'm going to say you're body shaming. I'm not me. body shaming you. But what you're I'm saying, saying, I have a beer gut. That's an underhanded compliment. You have a you're beer saying, gut. Hey, hey, fatty. That's so. Yeah, I I, we, we, I know you're fat, but right, hey, this is backfiring. I thought that you'd be excited that guess you know, what? Men don't People have to think be... it's okay to be a schlub like you. <laughs> well, this <laughs> that's is what that thing. compliment that was. That is not what I meant, and you know it. Uh, so this is called, and it has a really weird nickname. So, uh, beer bellies and you know non six packs. Beer bellies are in non six or six packs are out, and it is a new trend called dad bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. Wait a minute. Do you have to be a dad? Why is it? Why is it dad bod? No, I think that's just what it's called. No, because a lot of people who have it aren't dads. Uh, but dad bod is the latest trend for the male p- uh, physique. So uh, women are. This is. I guess um, they pulled all the women in the world. Uh-huh. I didn't receive the poll. All of them. This is this is what happened. Well, you should report. The story that. goes on to say where once women craved six packs that could grate cheese and biceps the size of tree trunks, now a cuddly torso and a gentle paunch is all that's required. Sweet. Yeah. So a dad bod is described as a nice balance between a beer cut, uh, a beer gut, and working out. So it's all like right. That. Maybe maybe I'm in there. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. And I like for me personally, that's the mm. kind of physique I prefer. Uh-huh. I don't want somebody who's just like. Completely, one hundred percent fit. Right. No, I don't. I, I don't need that. Well, so. those people are boring anyway. Yeah. So the dad bod says, I go to the gym occasionally, but I also drink heavily on the weekends and enjoy eating eight slices of pizza at a time. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So this is the. Um, so it's being argued that this is a hit for uh, the ladies and the gentlemen. If you if you like dad bods as well, my friends. <laughs> it's being said in the chat. Shockwave just said, uh, Greg, this means no more shame chips. Eat them proudly. No, they're pride chips. You guys, I just want to confess something. I totally messed up yesterday on my chips because I, you know, I have a problem with eating chips. Yeah, it's my thing, and I, um, I gave in. I gave in yesterday. I feel like if I were going to be eating, going to like a, a Chips Anonymous meeting for people who eat chips too much, which is me. What did you do yesterday? I bought a bag of Cheetos. They were on sale, two for one, but I only bought one. Because they still got the half price. Why, no, they're not always on sale. Cheetos are not always on sale. You said like, "Oh, I bought Cheetos. They're two for one." You say you said that like once a month for like the past four years. They're always well, two for one. I you I've been doing really well at resisting it. Yesterday, I wasn't feeling well, you know, and it, because of Monday, I, you know, we were out and I wasn't feeling that great. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna treat myself today. That's what I said to myself. Stop saying treat yourself. I'm going to treat it's myself. It's still creepy every time you say it. I'm just, you do you. And yeah, I uh, I bought some Cheetos and I've, I've eaten about half the bag. Where is it? Did you bring it with you? No, it's at home. So it would be out of my grasp. Plus, I didn't want to get orange fingerprints all over everything in here. So there would be your shame prints. But now so you don't have to be ashamed because your dad bod is in style. So that's it. I'm working out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay hip. I'm trying to stay with the times. Well, that's why I mean, fuck it. Let's order a pizza right now. I am so hungry right now. Yeah. No, but you know what? Unfortunately, like, ew, I don't even want to call it a mom bod, whatever. Oh, Brody. 
women who have that same physique. And I'm saying gross because no of such- the name. Gross because of that name. Say, dad bod is just as gross a term yeah. as mom bod. Well, of course, we get no leniency. Of course, you guys just get to like eat eight slices of pizza at a time, and you're congratulated for it. In the meantime, right, Sarah. I eat one piece of pizza, get a little puffy, and they're like, oh, wow, she's let herself go. Pinnacle of manhood. Have you seen Sarah? Ooh. That's what I am. I'm, I'm just trying to maintain this you know, mannish persona I have. That's why I'm eating pizza and chips. You know how I have to maintain like looking... Semi, semi fit, just not eating. I, I was actually asking someone, <laughs> which I'm not going to say who, was, but it was a nutritionist, um, a nutritionist friend of mine. And I'm like, how can I lose weight? And he's like, oh yeah, you're a thirty something year old woman. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in like exercise. He's like, oh yeah, well, exercise doesn't matter. You just can't eat. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. Oh, you just have you to be hungry. Yep. Which I don't do well being hungry, so I will never be a stick. No, and that just happens. So, uh, anyway, the physique is said to be a hit with women uh, because it's non-threatening, comfortable to cuddle up to, and honest in the sense that it won't uh, undergo any drastic transformation within the next 20 years. So you're not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm roidy workout guy. You're comfortable in your own skin. Sure. And women like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, many men took to the internets with uh, glee and excitement as their body type has now been accepted by all of mankind. Yeah. Hey, ladies. Does that mean I can wink? Is that winking back in? Is that still a thing? I don't I can even do? understand why you're asking me that. All right, and finally, Just be like I do. Oh, do like a little, like you're stop doing, doing finger guns. You know, saying hey, like what you got going there. Who are you saying that to? I don't know. Potential ladies. When oh, I'm my stomach's my, growling. I'm rocking my Listen my dad this. bod. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get to eat eight pieces of pizza. My stomach's growling. Mm. So the wink and the click's not cool. Just stop winking and clicking. Stop all of those but things. But when I add the in the point, gunning. then it's clever because no. it's like I'm... All right, finally, I have a story out of Shenzhen, China. Now, it's a new theme park they've opened up, uh, which has an interesting theme, which I have never actually heard of before. So this is in China, and it's a ride that they're making called uh, Samadhi. It's the 4D experience of death. Oh. This is what this is called. Of course, I gotta love China and their creativity. So it's called 4D Experience of Death, and it is a new attraction that is designed to give riders the sensation of being dead, getting cremated, and then being reborn. What? Being dead, getting cremated, and being reborn. Ew. So this is a so it's a win- the theme park's called a Window of the World theme park in China. All right, so what you, this is what happens when you ride this ride, which simulates death. So first the visitor goes on a journey through a morgue. Oh. This is on the ride. You go through the morgue. Next, they're placed into a casket and put onto a conveyor belt for cremation, which is simulated by sudden blasts of hot air all over the rider to simulate flames as if you're being <laughs> cremated. Uh, the attraction also uses flashes of lights to give the rider uh, an authentic experience of burning. Oh. That's what it says. That was in quotes. Uh, finally, after you go through going through the morgue, going through uh, getting into a casket, going through cremation, finally, an image of a womb is projected onto the ceiling, and riders must crawl through the womb until what? they reach a white padded room where they are henceforth reborn. Ew. Yes. 
So the ride's creators went to great lengths to make the experience as accurate as possible uh, by visiting real crematoriums and also lying inside of the incinerator to try and get the real feel for their ride. Uh, Window of the World is a cultural theme park. Uh, other attractions featured there include repl- uh, replicas of France's Eif- Eiffel Tower and its Arc de Triomphe. Um, when many of the riders reached the end of the experience, they're said to be drenched in sweat. Whether that's the result of the heat or being scared, it is uncertain. I don't really want to climb out of a giant womb that or sounds, pretend to be cremated. Sounds awful. That sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You know, another thing that China has, have you ever seen the Vice, um, Vice TV special on the Little Person Village? They've got an entire village, and it's like an attraction that you go to. It's like an amusement park. But it's only little people live and work there, and they perform like shows and do different things. And like you I sit believe in the you've told me about this before, but I've never seen it. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it really is something in China. And they went and uh, they they went and did a special on it. Uh, the Dwarf Kingdom, Kingdom of the Little People. That's what it's called. Okay, Kingdom of the Little People. Kingdom of the Little People. Yeah, and it's a theme park. So it's like a Disney place, and you go around, and they have people like reenacting things. But yeah, it's all entirely made of uh, little people. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like something I want to see. China is a weird place. China is a weird place. I just don't really know who would want to do this, except for our buddy Edward in the chat who said he'd want to do it. Who wants to go through the death experience? He said that it sounds interesting to him. I wouldn't want. I don't want to simulate being burned alive. Yeah, that sounds like my nightmare. Doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Well, but if you'd like to do that, you can travel to China and there's something that can accommodate your whims. So there you have it, my friends. There's your world of crazy. Crazy. All right. So have we decided on what we're going to do for the cornhole tournament? Our bet yet? Not yet. We need to think about it. We'll do it tomorrow. Okay. We'll come up with it tomorrow. All right. If anyone has any suggestions, please uh, send them our way. Yeah. Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us suggestions for what the loser will have to do after the cornhole tournament on uh, Friday, after Sarah and I's match. This is already a bad idea because you and I get so mad at each other. Yep. You can come down and see that that live. That's great. May 17th. May 17th, this Sunday, at Landmark Saloon. So the whole thing starts at uh, 12.30, really, and then the, the tournament starts at 1.30. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be fun all afternoon. And Sarah and I will have a match in front of all of you. You can watch. I'm saying you want to root for Team Greg. Team Greg is fun. Uh, it's a good time. If you like um, the 90s, if you have a wallet chain, if you think wallet chains are cool. Right, that's enough If you pitching. think guys who have uh, dad bods are okay, if you're not into body shaming, um, you want to be on Team Greg's you? side. You want to be on Team Greg's side. All right. And if you're a decent human being who um, you know, wants to support a good cause, not the, not the bad guy. If we were in wrestling right now, I'd be the face and Greg is the heel. Yeah, sure. That's the way that it is. But if yeah. you want to support a genuinely nice person, not someone who pretends to be nice to try and further what? his agenda. That's not what I. Then I say that you go for Team Sarah. No. Because Team Sarah is where it's at. I mean, it's, you know, it's a happy place. We have a lot of fun on Team Sarah. With, uh, on Team Greg, you probably just uh, have to sit there where he berates you. Probably not. He doesn't even appreciate you. I don't berate you. anyone. Yeah, I'm okay. not going to berate them. I'll say this. When I do start up my cult, uh, you'll get automatic membership. Mm. Automatic membership for rooting for Team Greg. I don't know. Team Greg sounds... Higher. You'll get a council position. Mine feels like... Like, Team Sarah feels like it's in a beautiful, like, ornately decorated, like, historical museum full of the most beautiful artifacts in the world. And you just seem like a... <laughs> sounds like boring to me. That's what, that's what that sounds like. If you want to take a nap, go to Team Sarah. <laughs> 
For my cornhole shirt, I'm totally writing Team Sarah on the back of mine. Anyone can feel free to write Team Sarah on their shirts when they want to come on Sunday. Rain or shine, we're doing this. We're doing this, motherfucker. Plus, if it does rain, just in case, uh, there's a huge covered area outside. Mm-hmm. So you won't be sitting. I just want to let people know if they're not sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, please come down. Please come down. These are things that uh, help us out tremendously. Come down and hang out. It's going to be awesome. All right. Send us an email. Fun Employment Radio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Big thank you to Jimmy Pardo. And big thank you to Amy Miller. Awesome. You can get tickets to both of their shows at helium com- uh, heliumcomedy.com. There we go. Awesome. You got it. Got it. Uh, coming up on the Fun Employment Radio Network mm. today, the Carl Show starring Jason at 5.30 p.m. right here where I believe they have... The PDX Broadsides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be in there on their show. And then Ooh, that I'm will be followed by songs, Geek yeah. in the City, who I believe will have PDX Broadsides on. So... <laughs> So uh, tune in to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You can subscribe at funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. And that would be fantastic if you Slash do subscribe so. is always slash so hard to say. Subscribe. <laughs> Could do slash join or something. Maybe Red leather, that. yellow leather. Uh, I can't even do mine right now. My voice is so bad. So I'm going to go rest my voice for the rest of the day.